Awesome, man. Awesome. How you doing, buddy? Great. Nice to hear from you. Thanks for having me on. No worries, man. Hey, I want to thank you actually for coming on. And uh, I know it's in short notice, but I like your ambition. You know, I was asking you, hey, when can we do this? And you're like, dude, like, you tell me and the very next day we're here. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I, I like to do stuff and uh, you seem like your podcast and I listen to um, the one with my friend Josh D'Souza yeah. and a couple other ones. And it seems like you're on your grind 24 seven. So. Yeah, man, I'm no. trying to squeeze it in as much as I can. You know, I, I I honestly feel like there's a need for this, you know, for me, myself, and also for uh, other listeners, you know, that are just starting off. Definitely, definitely. Well, let me, let me tell a little bit about the podcast. Let me tell you what you're getting yourself into, and then we'll get started, all right? Sounds good. <laughs> all right, Nick. Well, um, you know, the podcast originally, um, I decided to make the podcast because uh, I've listened to a lot of interviews, you know, a lot of uh, giants speaking and the information is amazing. It's good, but I can't relate to them. You know, so I decided to start interviewing people that are on the grind right now. They're on the hustle right now that are safe to say my level, you know, or close to it. And, um, you know, something where I can relate to. And, and that's how it started, you know. So, you know, that's where we're at here. And uh, I wanted to get started by first, Nick, uh, uh, getting to know you a little bit better, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're coming from, you know, uh, what you do now, you know, just go ahead. Yeah. So my name is Nick Johnson. I'm from New London County, um, Connecticut. Um, so I'm an East coast, New England guy. I'm currently at a local high school and I work with, uh, severely autistic students. Okay. Um, and I'm currently working with one kid right now that I'm really focused on. Um, he's like a nonverbal kid. Um, you know, tr pretty traditional autism. And so that's what I do uh, right now. And I'm going back to get my master's actually this upcoming year in education okay. to, to be certified um, as a special ed teacher. That's cool, man. My, my, uh, my niece actually has it. Uh, she's uh, three years old and um, she's just learning how to uh, communicate with, with uh, my sister and, you know, my, uh, the, her parents. Um, she still hasn't spoke, but that's the next level I guess they're doing. But at first they're just showing her how to, you know, ask for things and, you know, hand movements. And, you know, we're very excited that it, it's, it, you know, she's actually being able to communicate now. Yeah. Well, like my kid's about 14 and, uh, he, he's at like, really like, a he's like at a four or five year old level when it comes to communication, he can't okay. read and. But, you know, sometimes when you catch it early, like I've, I've met people where if you really get after it, you know, you would never even know yeah. that they have a, a disability or, or just uh, have autism. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. It's really crazy. It's eye opening. That's, that's cool, man. I mean, I mean, that's cool that, that you, you, you're doing this. Uh, let me ask you, what, what made you go into this uh, field? Yeah, so... To, so I graduated college, I went to Central Connecticut, and I got a bachelor's in physical education. And so I can teach health and phys ed, but uh, I was searching for jobs, I, I became a job coach, um, which is just helping, you know, um, people with disabilities transition um, into real life. And then I eventually I went to a local gym, and I became uh, the fitness manager. So I was selling personal training, I was personal training people. But I uh, the values of where I was working at didn't really match up with what I was doing. And I was connected pretty well in my area. And I had an opportunity. I got a call um, to be 
a special needs tutor and I've, I've worked with special needs in the past. And I was like, you know what, let's do this. You know, like, so I hopped in and it was like a perfect fit. Like I, I gave a 24 hour notice. I never do that. Like, I'm always like the person to be like, all right, here's two weeks a month here and there. But like, I realized like this place where I was at wasn't treating me well. Oh yeah. So I wasn't being treated pretty well at that job. And so I, I don't normally give like a 24 hour notice and like some, like I had the opportunity to go be a special needs tutor. So I took it, you know, and it was like, I was saying it's more like a God thing. Like it was like God putting me into this position and I went there and it fit perfectly. And it's ironic because I was going, when I was in my undergrad, like everybody was like, you have to go back and get your master's degrees and this and that. And I'm like, I'm not going back in the middle of class. Like I was like, I'm not going back to get my master's degree unless somebody pays for it. And so two, three years later, I'm like a special needs tutor and the school I'm going to is going to pay for my college, which is a great, yeah, which is a great opportunity. Yeah. And it's funny because like, like I noticed like you could like, you know, some people are like, you can speak things into existence, but it's true. Like if you're precise on what your goals are, you could write things into existence. If you're really on your passion, you know, you're really on your grind. God will put things into your life that is meant for you. And I knew like Renegade wasn't, you know, so I was like, all right, 24 hour notice, like never did it before, but I was like, let me take this leaf. I'm going to be at the high school that wants to hire me the next day at 7 a.m. And, and I never looked back. And, uh, yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> um, now, now you're speaking my language, man. I, I definitely believe that everything happens for a reason. I, I believe that God has a plan for all of us. And I believe sometimes when we're in difficult times, um, it's because one of two things, God is, is preparing us for something bigger or God is saying, hey, you're not on the right path that I have for you. And you're going to feel discomfort until you realize and, you know, get to the path that I'm asking for, you know? And then yeah. the second thing is, um, um, yeah, position yourself for the opportunity, man. As I'm listening to you, man, I, I, I know, like you said, you speak things into existence. You're, you're positioning yourself. You're like, I'm not going to get my master's unless it's paid for, you know? So you, you already spoke it out. You know, you already said, Hey, you pay for it and I'll do it. And so, and, and here it comes, here it comes. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. Uh, I've been in like a lot of situations, like from the get, from like when I started, like when I look back on it, you know, uh, the past is 20, you know, 2020. Yeah. So you can see, you can see how everything plays out. And like, I remember like certain choices, like I made, I was like, man, I was stupid back then. Yep. But where am I now? You know, you, I progress every day. And like, How old are you, brother? I'm uh, 25. 25. Damn, man, you're young. You still got a long way to go, man. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, adversity. Hey, Nick. Hello? Hey, man, we're going to make it work, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Talk about adversity, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, man, there's a lot of challenges that are coming. Uh, I'm 30 years old, man. I'm not that, you know, old either, but. Uh, one thing that I, that I do know that as I'm listening to you is that you're fucking ready for it. You know, even though in life you're going to get your downs, uh, honestly, I can, I can hear it in your voice that anything comes your way, you're, you're ready for it. That's cool, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. And you know, definitely words of wisdom. I always, you know, 
as like an interview uh, for that position was, you know, like, what do you define as a leader, you know? And like, mm. um, sorry, that was like a phone call. Somebody was trying to call yeah. me, but I was like, I don't always have to be in charge. You know, a person doesn't always have to be in charge. Like I love hearing perspectives from people that are older than me or that know stuff better than me. Like I listen to Josh all the time. Like, like that, those words of advice are like, mm -hmm. like, I feel like a lot of people are just like very narcissistic in modern times and very like, uh, like have low self-esteem or insecurities that like hold them back from like just listening. Like there's, there's people out here with wisdom, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. And, like, um, I, I think that, that a lot of people uh, misunderstand the word leader. I mean, personally for me, um, you know, I don't think a leader is someone that tells you what to do and has you follow them. You know, a leader is someone that, you know, in my opinion, a leader is someone that listens and, and brings the best out of everybody. You know, if the idea was someone else, well, let's figure out how we can make this come up to a reality. You know, let's figure out what we need to do, who we need to talk to. I feel like that's a leader instead of, hey, you know what, this is how I'm doing it. Follow me and we're going to do great things. It's like, no, dude, like, okay, you know, wh what's your opinion on this, on this uh, topic? What's your opinion on? And that's just me, you know, I mean, I, I you know, right. people can be like, no, you're wrong. Hey, you know what? You have your own opinion. I honestly think that as a leader, like, yeah, because a lot of people think, oh, you know, like leader is someone that, hey, follow me and this and that. It's like, no, dude, like, you know, do you and, and listen to others, listen to others, what they have to say. And if it makes sense, let's figure out how we can, how we can uh, make it come to life. You know, it doesn't right. have to be all about, you know, you and, and, you know, you know Steve Jobs uh, had an idea, but he wasn't the only one creating it, you know. Um, he would ask other people, hey, you know, think outside the box. Tell me, you know, give me. Yes, he's the face of Apple. He was the face of Apple. But, you know, I'm, he wasn't the only one creating the ideas. <laughs> he had other people doing it for him, too, you know. Right. Like, nobody makes it on their own. Yeah. Like, that. it's, uh, like, leaders are great facilitators and delegators. Yep. They're, they're great at that. And, like, connections. They, you know, I was listening to somebody that said wealth is actually connections. Mm. You know. I love the, it. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, everybody brings him up, but like you see these guys, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, you know, look at all their connections. Yep. Like, and look at how much wealth they have. Yep. They, they're just spreading value. Like it's not even about money to them. Like the world is on a totally different playing field. Like while we all live down here or not, or like just regular people in society, they're like, where's the next dollar? Where's, yep. where's the next car? Where's the next rollie? And these guys are like, where's, where's the next time I can give? Yes. You know? Yes. And it shows like they, they bring so much value to people's lives. Like I know Eric Thomas, when I was in college, literally he was like my entire life. Like I'd wake up in the morning, listen to him, yep. go to the gym. And like, if I was going through something crazy, I listen to him, you know? And now I'm reading like a bunch of audio books from like a bunch of different people. And it's just the knowledge that they bring, like, Compared to, like, I love rap music and I love, like, all types of music, to be honest. But, like, in our time, like, more people know music artists than they do authors. Yep. And, and you're, like... And that's the thing, too. Sorry to cut you off. I, I don't want to lose no. this, this, this uh, topic. Uh, that's the but, thing, too, that, that um, I, I want all the listeners to know, man. This is why I started the podcast as well is because I honestly believe that what you feed your mind 
is is ultimately who you're going to become. I mean, like like you said, man, I like the music, man, I like the music, but it's not something that I keep feeding my mind all the time. You know, talking about clubs and bitches and and money ain't a thing, and <laughs> you know, which which is all fine and dandy. Every now and then, I want to feel like you know, like a pimp. Which you know, I'm, I'm married, <laughs> I'm not a pimp, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like every now and then, you want to feel cool, but the things you feed your mind is very important, you know? So listening to podcasts, listening to interviews, listening to, you know, personal development, expanding your mind, you know, it, it's very powerful, very powerful. Right. You're, I I totally agree with you there. Um, and that, yeah, that's funny, man. Like, yeah, like everybody's like, <laughs> you know, new Tory Lanez album, like racks all on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bad you know, chick with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Hey, um, I, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, a little bit about where you came from, you know, growing up and stuff. Um, uh, I did see one of your posts, but uh, tell me a little bit about uh, um, where you came from. Yeah, so um, I started off in this small city called uh, Jewett City. Um, it's in Connecticut. It's like a little borough of Griswold. And I grew up on a street with my mom called Mechanic Street. And uh, it's pretty fitting because, like, everything probably needs to be fixed out there. Um, so my mom died when I was five of AIDS, oh, HIV. Man, yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. And so the street was heroin infested. Like she was, she was addicted to heroin and that's how she got infected. But I was actually, um, like she had, she gave birth to me when she had AIDS or HIV Yeah, to be exact. And like, you know, everybody was like in boredom, you know, this and that, you know, but she stuck with it and I was born like that. You know, no, like no problems with me. I'm good. But uh, so I grew up on the street in Mechanic Street, drug infested. My house, I went back there the other day. It's abandoned. So like. Um, when, when, when your mom passed away, uh, you grew up with your dad or, or how'd that happen? What happened? Yeah. So I moved in with my dad um, and we actually I'm back here right now. Um, we lived in a basement apartment and Gales Ferry. And so like no windows, it wasn't painted like to this day, like it's not, very, it doesn't take very much to live there. And so like I lived in this blue collar town, you know, we have kids that are like me, you know, and kids that, you know, might have a good amount of money or like Navy kids. And so like, I grew up in a basement apartment, no windows in my room, like, and like my dad was like a hard worker. So I barely didn't see him. And I have a half brother and a half sister. Like my dad actually just got back from uh, the prison. Like my brother's in prison. I'm like an open book, by the way, because like I personally, like it's just like what I've been through. Like I'm not secretive about who I am. Yeah. Like I'm authentically me. So like I'm not afraid to like be me. But my brother's in prison for an armed robbery charge, you know? Um, and he didn't grow up with me. He's older than me, but he lived in this city called Norwich which is right up the street Josh used to go to it all the time to go to go to school and stuff but uh yeah and then my sister my sister's probably on your side of the tracks she ran away from home you know um so like I grew up you know in a pretty uh different environment yep. than like a lot of people I'd say you know but I never like like sometimes I let it get me down but like I was never a victim to my circumstances, you know, mm. you know, like a lot of people these days are like, I'm this color, I'm 
that gender. This is what happened to me. We live here. We live there. You know, you should feel bad for me, you know? And like, I always looked at like those things that I didn't have, you know, as like, that's my chip on my shoulder. That's, that's my secret medicine. Like, and I, as time went on, you know, I've like certain people in my life, like I've been out to like Milford, Connecticut, which is like in Fairfield County, you know, like, which is like the gold coast. Yeah. You know, we think of these millionaires and these people as, you know, like really privileged, which they are in some sense of the way, but they still have problems too. Oh yeah. A lot of problems. Oh yeah. I wouldn't even want to take on, yep. you know? And you know, I, I'm not looking at like the next person, you know, to be like, you have more than me, you know, you're a piece of, you know, you're a piece of junk or a piece of shit because you have more than me. So you don't, you can't understand me. Everybody's like, you can't understand me because you're not the same skin color. You don't come from the same background, mm-hmm. not the same. So you don't understand me. That's the point. We're individuals. We go through different things, but I don't understand you yet. You don't understand me yet. You know, yeah. I've been through so much situations, especially growing up that like I reflect on, I'm like, wow, God put me through those things and got me through those things. Like, and I look yeah. back on it, it's a blessing. It's like literally a blessing. Like some of the things like I've been through that I won't even say on here, like will like scare the nightmares out of you. But like at the same time, it puts me in a situation to where like I can handle situations and be ready for them and like appreciate things. While certain people, if they went through certain things as an individual, they could take the victim mindset and just go down. And like you see people on the side of the street sometimes or like, the ones robbing the stores and, and poor me, you know, all these negative toxic people. Like I've cut out a lot of toxic people. Like, I don't care if you're a family member. I don't care if you're a friend. I don't care if you're a supervisor. I don't care who you are. Like biggest thing I learned was like, you got to cut out toxic people and you gotta, you gotta be around people that are going the same direction as you, if not higher, you know? And like, that's where I came from. So like my dad grew up, yeah yeah it's like like you can't write some shit up man like i've been like and yeah like you got i learned from experience like like a lot of people really talk out of their jaw these days like everybody's like i know this about this situation this statistic that statistic and you're like how about your experience you know and um like i know from experience like like how to how to handle certain situations like how to how to move right, you know, and how to just be a good person, you know, like, like I know what bad people look like. I, I called it like I was telling, um, where my old job, they were like, yeah, you were totally right about that guy. I'm like, well, I, I shook his hand, looked him in his eye, looked down. And I was like, this dude's a criminal. So, you know, and like, eventually like you go through certain situations, like you can tell who's who and what's what, you know, mm-hmm. and you can choose to be with the good people or the bad people. It's not black and white, but it's, it's a lot simpler. Like I was telling Josh this the other day, life is a lot simpler than what people make it out to be. They like the law, the law that's written for like everybody is written in code. So like when regular people read it, they think it's complicated, but all the laws are simple. All the, the processes are simple. So, like, who was I saying? Tony Robbins said this. He said, a smart person can make a complicated thing simple. 
while an, a dumb person can make a simple thing complicated. Oh. And I, wow. You know, yeah. and the, the thing that, I, that I'm, as I'm listening, man, is that, like you said, man, other people, I mean, what, what made you different, you know, like different than other people. A lot of people have gone through the same situations, worse situations, or not even that bad situations, you know, um, but go through a wrong path. And they and they and they say, oh, it's like you said, it's because of um, black. It's because you know I'm Hispanic. It's because uh, I live in this side of the neighborhood. And and all I hear is excuses, man. One 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 of my friends once told me, excuses does not excuse anybody, mm. you know. And explanations do not explain anything. It's like, mm. dude, you either fucking you either go right the, the, down the right path or you go down the right wrong path. At the end of the day, the choice is yours. No one else made it for you. Regardless of where you live, uh, regardless of how your 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 life was growing up, you make your own choices. I don't care if you're five years old, ten years old, fifteen years old, twenty five years old. You're making your choices as you go. If you if right. you're choosing to go hang out with these kids because they're cool, that's your fucking choice. It's not because you know you're living in this area and you have to go with them. No, dude, you can fucking stay by yourself. You know, grow. You know, grow up, read books, look at fucking uh, what's his name uh. Elon Musk, yeah, he fucking just kept reading and reading and reading. He didn't have that many friends, and that's right. the thing, dude. And and now that he's big balling, now everybody wants to be his friend, and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Do you want to be the cool person for a limited time, or do you want to be the right person yourself? Right. Listening is that that you're pretty much self aware, man. You know who you are. You know what you want. You know, and a lot of people they don't know who they are. They they're trying to be this guy. They're trying to be like that guy. They're trying. And it's like you're trying to be so many different people that you forget who you are, you know, or who you're trying to be. Right. I well, mean, it, it, yeah. It's crazy. I, and I can't say um, that I wasn't like that before. You know, I feel like everybody has like a time oh. Oh, when yeah. they're like in a snow globe, you know. Oh, yeah. You're just like, what's going on? It's snowing out. It's the blizzard. You know, you run into a couple trees and you trip and fall down the, the, the mountain. And yep. you big avalanche but then it cracks and you like that's what happened to me pretty much there was a big crack in my life where it cracked the snow globe and i was outside the snow globe and i was like oh i was like this is what it is it's a lot simpler <laughs> yeah, now no I mean, <laughs> something like that happened to me too man back in the days i i you know i was in the party life man i was drinking every time and and uh you know when a girl would break my heart i would drink and smoke and smoke and drink and you know mm. mix everything together you know do some ecstasy you know, crazy stuff, man. And um, it uh, one day uh, I got so messed up. I was I was at a kickback, man. And, and this I, I haven't told anybody this story, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, one day I was I was at a kickback, you know, and 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 there was this girl that I really liked, and she she came to the kickback, um, but with some other guy and stuff, and I was like pissed, and so I started drinking, doing everything, and acting stupid. Um, I blacked out, man. I blacked out. I woke up in the morning in my bed, in my boxers, and my 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 mouth was fucking shredded. Like my teeth were broken, uh, my nose was broken. Uh, there was blood in my pillow, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" I had a headache because I was like hangover. Um, my friend, a long story short, my friends brought me home because I was so drunk. Um, I, I I slipped and fell and, and ate shit. That's all it happened. It fucking broke my whole grill and shit. Oh, um, shit yeah they carried me home my mom saw me 
my my te- I think she was ten years old at the at the time. My sister, she saw me. She was freaking out. She was scared. Um, they just dragged me in there, and my mom was crying. She's like, "What happened to him? This and that." And they're like, "No, he just fell. He's just." After that, man, like I'll drink occasionally, but I don't get that drunk. I don't right. let anybody push my buttons. I don't care who you are. There's no way you're gonna make me get to a level like that because I hurt my family. I hurt people that I cared about, you know. So at the end of the day, there's consequences for everything you do. And uh, you know, the moral of the story, I guess you can say, is don't let anybody control how you feel. Right. You know. That's so, real. Yeah. So I mean, I've been I've been in, in situations like that, man. And and I don't I don't do drugs no more or anything like that. I mean, I'll drink every now and then, but that's it, man. Uh, I'll take a beer here or there and that's it, man. It's not, it's not nothing crazy. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to be that cool guy no more. I don't, I don't care if you, if you think I'm cool or not, you know, I'm just me. And if I can help you in any way, cool. If not, then, you know, that's, then we don't have anything to talk about. You know, I'll just continue doing me and you continue doing you and that's it. Right. I'm not going to judge you for who you are. And as long as you don't judge me. The, right. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's true. It's very true. I was uh, reading this book. I read like I read audiobooks, but or I don't read audiobooks. I listen to audiobooks. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it says the quote is, "What you fear will come true. What you stare at will go away." And mm. you know, and like I realized that in life is like I'm not really afraid of much. You know, I I got in a situation up at college with this chick. She was like a psychopath, like straight up psychopath. She was like falsely accused me of like sexual assault and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And like I have text messages, so like I never got in trouble. So they're like, why are you still texting this guy? Why are you still chilling with this dude if he did this? You know, it does way after it doesn't make sense. Why why are you doing this? And so but I let that affect me for like a good year, you know, a good year, two years, like a little bit. Like it's in the back of my head. I'm like, oh my God, this is scared the shit out of me. Like like she's, you know, like, this, like I could end up like Brock Turner on the TV, mm-hmm. you know, like I was so neurotic about it. And so like having anxiety driven from that, that I shut down for a whole year. Like, and I literally let a person that had no power over me control my situation, yep. you know, even though I knew my truth, you know, yep. even though, you know, it was like, but it opened, that was like the crack in the snow globe for me. Like it opened up my eyes to everything. I was like, Wow everything's not what it seems, you know? And that was one of the toughest things I've ever been through in my life. Cause like, I was like, especially when you come from nothing, like all you have is your name. And I had a good, I had a good name. So like, I was like, I was like, damn, man, I'm about to, I'm about to be falsely accused of something like, especially on a college campus. And I was a rest assistant on college campus too. So like, luckily nothing came of it. And if it ever did, like I already beat it to the punch. I went to the cops first, you know? So I was like, Mm -hmm that's the biggest thing about me too is like I've learned to be proactive you know especially yep. in those situations I'm ready for any situation like like anything can really happen to me and like like maybe I'm not expecting that exact situation but like I'm ready to handle it like I'm ready to just not be overly emotional about it and just handle it do it like just be a doer like massive action is the cure-all yep. that's what Tony Robbins says and it's so true. Like that, I had that written in my bed, my bedroom for like a whole year. Like I worked three jobs. Like I remember I got out of high school and I was at three rivers community college. And like, I was working 
two, three jobs and I only slept for four hours a day. And I went to apply for Central Connecticut State University and uh, I got denied. And like, I was like, damn, man, like, like that shit hit me. And it just re- reminded me like this, this conversation is like how hard I was working back then, mm-hmm. you know? And like people, people don't see like the light at the end of the tunnel, but like everything is right at your front step. Like everything's there. Like to go back to what, like um, I was saying earlier is that I work with this autistic kid that can't speak, you know, he's severely autistic. And I think to myself every day is like, we have so many people complaining, but everything's at our front door because you're privileged enough to speak, walk, talk, hear, listen, see, you know, and like, I'm, you should be grateful for that. Just having those five senses is amazing. Everything is at your front door. Everything is like, like a dresser drawer away, you know, just grab it. It's really just there. It's, Everything in life is so close. It's a lot closer than people think. We take for granted, you know, what we already have. It's mm-hmm. like it's like also like a, a car, man. Like you want to get this one car, and when you buy it, you know, after a few months, it's like you want the newest and latest, you know. And it's like, dude, like be thankful for what you have. Oh, but that person has, dude. Don't worry about what that person has. You know, remember right. the time when you didn't have a car. Remember the time when when your car would leave you in the freeway. Like, be thankful that your car doesn't leave you anymore. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a year, two years, three years old, five years old. It doesn't fucking matter, but it's it's liable. It's it's helping you, you know. It, 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 the reason why I brought the car up is because it's happened to me in the past, man. It's like fuck, like I have a 2016 now, but you know, in the past I had like a in the beginning I had like an 89, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 89 Civic, and, and it was cool. Then I went up to like a 93. Uh, Honda Civic and, and that shit would leave me in the fucking freeway and I was like fuck man and I would have to change the tires the tires would pop left and right and they, it would heat up and it was like man like this car was I just needed a new car and then I started mm-hmm. going up you know up up upgrading upgrading and now you know I have this 2016 and it's like you know for a moment I was like dude like, if I fucking want the new one you know, the newest latest and greatest but then I'm like no why like why right. when when this car is good why when you don't have a payment <laughs> why you know? Right. That's so funny that you say that. Like I, I've had bad issues with cars since day one, but the last car I had before the one I had right now, I was driving to get, do my student teaching and finish out with that. And so I was working a janitor job at night to like pay for my student teaching. And this was like a, uh, a Nissan Xterra. And you know, like I used to have to like, literally I was on like all the time I'd be on like my last penny of gas and like, I'd have to push it to the gas station. Like I'd start that thing up with like literally zero in the tank and somehow it'd start up. I'd be able to get to the gas station, put a dollar in, get home and somehow find money, get to student teaching the next day. And like, it comes back to like, like God won't let you fall. Like he's not going to let you fall. He like, I've, he's not going to let, like he's, if you put in the effort and you believe like, he's not going to just leave you on the side of the road stranded, you know? And now I have a car actually after that one uh, hit the bed. Now I have a Nissan, a 2015 Nissan Versa note, which is like the equivalent of a, like a leaf, you know, one of those leaf cards. And, and to be honest, like I'm six foot 200 and like 10 pounds, like, and, and I'm like into lifting and stuff. I'm a big dude. 
So, like, I'm in the small car because I know it gets 40 miles per gallon, and I don't give a, a flying shit what anybody thinks of me in their big, nice truck or their, their nice Lamborghini or something. Because guess what? I'm more focused on getting A to B, and I'm really focused more on myself than I am with the thoughts of people around me. You know? Yep. Like, like, they're like, I see people laugh at me sometimes, and, like, I'm smiling. I'm like, this is awesome. You don't know. Like, this thing goes 60 miles per hour, gets 40 miles per gallon, has great speakers in it. And, like, it, it is awesome. And, like, I'm so, like, appreciative of this car. Like, I, I'll probably have it for the rest of my life. Yep. Not to say I won't buy a tr- nice truck or something down the road, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> yeah. Like. It, it, it's funny how you said, you know, you talked about God and stuff. And uh, what, one thing that I want to say is, um, uh, I think it was Joe Olstein who said it, um, that even though we're in a tough situation right now, if if you were to go to God and God was like, look, and he pulls the current and he says, this is what I have planned for you. And you look at the steps. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. It makes sense. Okay, this shit has to happen. Okay, I have to be in this situation because that's where I'm going to get there. I'm going to get right here. Okay, cool. You know, like we, we want to see, just have faith, you know. It's going to be better. It's going to get better. But you got to understand that you have to get through this this, this situation you're in. You know, uh, uh, he says, God wouldn't allow it if he didn't think you can handle it. And I, right. and I think it's so true, man. We can handle more than what we think. God God knows what we can handle. So just just have faith. Know that the situation you're in is not going to last forever. You're not going to be right. in this situation forever unless you allow it. You know, just, okay, ditto. I got it. Okay, I'm broke right now. Okay, I, I can't afford to pay gas right now. Okay, well, what can I do right now? I can push my car to get the I have like a dollar. I can push my car to get, you know, to the gas station. Cool. Okay. And work, work at it. Okay. I got gas. Let's go home. Let me see where I can find some money. Let me, let me, who, who can I call? Who, you know, work it out. You're, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> you know, so I know people are usually in, in these tough situations and I know like I've been there too, you know, where I'm like looking for fucking pennies and, and coins and under the sofa, but you know, not to brag, but I'm in a good place right now. You know, me and my wife are doing pretty good for, you know, for where we're at right now, you know? And, and, but we, we were not always here. We, we've gone in debt. We've gone in collections. We've, we've done it all, you know, but as soon as right. you get better, you start getting that momentum. It's like, take responsibilities now. You know, they, I have some friends that ask me, Hey, I have some things in, in collections. Um, should I pay them? Like they should be bouncing off like any, any year now, you know, in a year or so. And I'm like, did you spend the money? They're like, yeah, I bought this. Okay. Well, as a responsible person, you should pay what you used, you know? Like, mm. yeah, maybe it's going to be forgiven. Yeah, it's going to be erased. But as a responsible, as, as, as a, a, a man of integrity, as a man of responsibilities, you know, what are you going to teach your kids? What are you going to teach when you're fucking cheating the system? Like, dude, you, if you bought it, if, you, if you're enjoying the fucking car, or if you're enjoying that TV you, you put your credit on, and pay the fucking, you know, pay the debt. You know, and, right. and yeah, if you have to pay a dollar every fucking month, $10 every month, whatever it is to pay that collection off. You know, it's going to feel right. a lot more better when you pay it off. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, fuck that shit, bullshit. You know, I'm going to fucking let it fucking erase. Maybe starting now, I'll go, whatever. But I honestly think like, if you pay it, you'll feel more proud of yourself. You know, no one, no one, no one else is going to know, oh, you, he paid his collection. You know, no one else is going to know, but you're going to know. Right. Right. I don't know, man. I was literally talking to my, that's funny that you say that. Like, it's, we're, we're literally across the country right now, but like, we're bouncing off 
ideas from each other. And we literally have like very similar situations mm-hmm. that we go through and it shows like distance and like just anything I, as an individual, like individual people are more alike than people think. And we experience more of the same things than people think. Yep. And, and it's awesome, you know, to hear those type of things. Cause like I have buddies like that too, that I'm like, Hey, you got to man up. Like I've, I've done, I'm no saint. And when I mess up, you know, like the biggest thing I've learned is like, just, just admit it and just yep. handle it yep. and man up. And like in our day of age right now, like we're not teaching men to be men, yep. you know, like they're men aren't learning, you know, how to be that integrity. They're not learning that. Yep. They're not learning to be assertive. They're not learning to be leaders. They're not learning to guide and, and be, be the providers, be the, be the, the person that's of courage and honesty and, and all that people are learning, you know, steal the watch, you know, where's, where can I kind of cheat the system? Yeah. For here. Lie to your cheat wife. The- cheat on your wife. <laughs> right. you know, all that shit. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Well, it's, we live at such a low level. Like everybody is so low. Like when, like the, people think we live in a 3d, uh, world, you know, like up, down, side to side, you know, left and right this and that, but mm-hmm. we have something called a soul, you know, that people don't develop. And like, when you speak from the soul, it's totally different. Yep. You know, when you develop your in and out of your soul, like that's the other dimension that people are missing. Like people's souls are like, this is how you sound crazy, but like people are like losing their soul. And when people say like, I sold my soul, like these rappers and stuff, mm-hmm. like they're not lying because they're on there. You know, they're talking about, Yo, I fucked this bitch, fuck my mom, kill, like, kill this, sell this, do that. And the kids are listening to that. They're like, oh, this shit's cool. And they're out there gangbanging and they're out there, you know, cheating on their wives, you know, fucking over their family and doing all these drugs and shit. And like, when they say your soul's dying, like, that's a real thing. Like, while you don't see too many people like out there or they try to dim people down that are actually very soulful individuals that live with honesty integrity and stuff like that who who do who do kids look up to they're like my favorite rapper's future you know you know my favorite they, they don't listen to et like that you know like people don't go like et is awesome because he spreads it across the the web he's like hands down awesome guy but even when he was in detroit like he was like he's like people he's like i came to my hometown you know in front of my own people, and you guys are disrespecting me. Oh, you yeah. Know? I saw that. Yeah, and kids kids are like that these days. Like, like there's no, there's no, like, we're not teaching values anymore. There's no core values. Like, everybody's trying to be the same. Yep. Everybody's trying to be a collective group of people, of one, one, one mindset. You know, let's get to this money. Let's get yep. to these banks. Drip, drip, drip. You know, this, this, mm-hmm. that. And you're like, you're like, yo, what about, what about going to work, doing this right, paying your bills, you know, going on vacations or bringing your kids out, you know, giving back to the community that you, you grew up in and being a positive role model for, for, for your whole community. Nobody thinks about giving anymore. Everybody's about taking. And that's why, like, everybody's so hollow and so narcissistic. Like, you see, you can tell, tell people, like, by looking at them who has life in them and who doesn't, yep. you know, like, damn. 
like this this one cold motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, this a crazy bitch. Well, this is wow. This is some this, this guy's inspiring. Like sometimes you can just hear it in your voice. Yep. And I can tell you are because oh, thank you, man. I'm not saying that to be like fucking um you know to like blow smoke up your ass, but like you can hear it. Like, when I hear people, I'm like, yo, this person's a fucking asshole, or this person's really cool. You yeah. know. And yeah, yeah, man, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Sorry to cut you off, man, but but we're going to have to wrap this up, man. I definitely want to get you back on again. Yeah. Um, It's, it's really good, man. Um, I, I I didn't know starting this podcast, I would meet people like you, man. And, and, and you're an inspiration. Um, But I I definitely want to give two more questions or actually one more question. But uh, before I give you the last question, um, tell people where they can find you man yeah so i'm at on instagram nick j underscore abm and you can follow as well uh it's my my friend nigel's page a underscore better underscore me three two one a better me that's a fitness page and motivation page out of hartford connecticut and waterbury connecticut cool 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 man and then the last question i have man that I, i give to all my uh uh, 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 interviewers is um, what does entrepreneur mean to you? It just means being a go-getter, you know, being a hustler and, and like, you know, if, if that means, you know, sprinting uh, inside the park home run to get where you're going, like, that's what it means to me, you know, taking that extra step of what you are. I, I think being an entrepreneur is just personal development and really just being able to, be the best you so you can bring out the best in others. I love like, 